Welcome into A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham this morning. Uh, make sure you follow us all across social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors before we officially get going. Renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the area. Head to their website to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, for your next ride, head out to WilsonCountyHyundai.com and see their stuff, their inventory in Lebanon. Calvin and Subtle, for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings, they are at CalvinAndSubtle.com. The Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Luke, we get this show going. Uh, I feel like I have to do this every couple of days. Uh, but so uh, here, the question that I got uh, on Facebook from Scar is, where's Zach? Zach is in <laughs> Dallas working on the launch of our Dallas market with our new Dallas morning show, our Dallas primetime show. And our new Dallas salesperson getting ready for a lot of things. So Zach is busy driving around the massive uh, city of Dallas and the Fort Worth area every day, putting in a lot of work there. And so I, will, I will say this, Austin. I caught a minute or so of, uh, of Will Steele's A to Z Dallas morning show. It's incredible. It looks fantastic. Oh, he's good. Yes, we hired a good a good one right there. And so Nate, Nate says, oh, the Dallas Cowgirls have fans. <laughs> Bro, Nate, you have no idea the type of machine that the Dallas Cowboys fan base is on the internet, and we're very excited about what <laughs> our Dallas market is going to be. So, all right, so let's go ahead and 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 uh, jump into this, Luke. Yesterday's practice, I will let you describe what yesterday's Titans practice was and uh, the meaningness of it. Yeah, yesterday's practice was the annual Mike Vrabel situational awareness training camp practice which involves the Titans practicing some of the most obscure scenarios you'll ever see. Now, there are some normal situations that get practiced. They, they practice Hail Marys. They do onside kicks. But they also practice obscure scenarios, such as uh, the place kicker needing to punt the ball. They practice uh, Brett Curran taking intentional safeties out the back of the end zone. Uh, they practice, let's see what else happens in these. They practice, yeah, hail, slow-mo Hail Marys. They do, they do <laughs> slow motion kicks. Now, some of you watching might remember in 2018, which is my first year on the beat, when Mike Vrabel did that practice at Nissan Stadium in front of the fans. And, and he got roasted and, and destroyed for that. But it, it's a helpful exercise. Some of the situations are certainly a little bit out there. Uh, but there's value to it. It's just not incredibly entertaining. Yeah, there was one moment where there were, it was not the hill. It was a Hail Mary-esque type thing, but it was more, it involved Derrick Henry <laughs> throwing the football from one sideline across the field to the other to Ryan Tannehill. And uh, yes, Derrick Henry has a cannon of an arm, by the way. So it's just all these weird things that happen. And it, it's, it is important, uh, Luke, but you know, why do you think, Mike Vrabel, because we were talking at practice and you used a certain word. Well, I, I was, it was like, a, I was I said, like, that's a little strong. And you're like, said, yeah, that's a little strong. I you said, said the word 
brilliant and it was a bit much it was a bit much i don't know how brilliant all of that is but it it's certainly wise i think that's probably a more applicable word yeah because as soon as i told you that brilliant was a little strong you're like well what other titans coaches have done this and i was like well and i've covered this mike Vrabel's the fourth titans coach head coach that i have covered which makes me feel old but i was here for the last year of munchak the two short or the one and a half years of Ken Wisenhunt, the multiple years of Mike Malarkey, and then so far going into year four of Mike Vrabel. And for what I can remember, Mike Vrabel's the only guy of these four who has dedicated an entire practice day to these situational situations about, yeah. about how his players should handle uh, the Tennessee, how is, they should handle these oddball situations so they never get caught off guard. Yeah. And, you know, the, the title this morning, as you all saw, is, you know, Mike Vrabel's biggest strength as a coach. And, and I'm not going to sit here and act like the situational awareness practice is his strength, right? Well, it's, 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 it's an underrated quality is, is what you're saying. Certainly. But, but that it points to what I think is Mike Vrabel's strength biggest strength. And that is his innovation, his innovativeness, if, if that's a word, in practice. You know, Mike Vrabel is not 1990s football coach. Everybody run out there and, and we're going to... Here's an example, right? Derrick Henry, best player on the team. He has yet to really practice. I mean, he does individual stuff at the beginning, but Derrick Henry spends practice on a bike. Or in the sand pit. Or, or in the sandpit. Or exactly. watching, or whatever it might be. And that's because Mike Vrabel is willing to be innovative during practice. You know, Der he, a lot of coaches would say, you know, best player on the team, you got to set the tone. You got to be out there every day. Derrick Henry doesn't need to be out there every day. Derrick Henry is going to carry the ball a ridiculous amount of times for the Titans this year. And so what he needs right now is not being out there with a bunch of, you know, bumping into a bunch of sweaty dudes on run plays that, here's a secret, there's really no running game in practice. It, it's kind of pointless to begin with. He doesn't need yeah. to be out there doing that. He needs to be doing conditioning work. He needs to get ready to be the engine that leads this Titans offense. And Mike Vrabel is willing to let him and other players do similar things. Julio Jones is on a very uh, strict maintenance plan. A.J. Brown is on a strict maintenance plan. And all of that points to Mike Vrabel's most underrated quality, which is that he's an innovator in practice. And the Titans practice with a purpose. And, and it's not just like practice hard because that's how you play. Yeah. It's not that old school mentality like you're saying. It's, it's practice, get the stuff that you need to work on done, and don't get hurt and don't do anything stupid. And, you know, and so it's, I, it's very pointed. I feel like the coaching staff that was here before Mike Vrabel – was very opposite of that. Now, I didn't watch them practice. I, I wasn't on the beat yet, but I did watch them in games. And I know that that coaching staff was the most antiquated 1980s, 1990s in everything they did. So I can only imagine that that sort of percolated onto the practice field. Whereas Mike Vrabel is the antithesis of that. He doesn't say we got to do things the way they've always been done simply because that's how they've always been done. He says, you know what? Our star running back would benefit from conditioning work more so than bumping into a bunch of sweaty guys and hearing a whistle blow. Let's do that. 
And I yeah. have a lot of respect for Vrabel for that. Yeah, I mean, I do too, because Derrick Henry, the first time Derrick Henry took a snap when there were 22 players on the field was actually yesterday. <laughs> and yeah. it was yesterday yeah. when they were they were going through what their pregame warm-up routine would look like because that's what they're doing for the first time on Friday night as this team is doing for the first time Friday night in Atlanta. And that's the first time Derrick Henry lined up behind Tannehill, took a handoff. Now it stopped after the handoff was taken because all they do is like the first two or three steps of the snap to go through that mental processing and, yeah. and, and game warmups. Uh, so it, I think it is a big strength. And so Derek says he has his big strength for Mike Vrabel. So we're going to go ahead and ask you guys, what do you think? Mike Vrabel's biggest strength is as a head coach. What do you think Mike Vrabel's biggest strength is as a head coach? But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Renters Warehouse. Somebody asked us in the comments, what's your longest running sponsor? It's actually Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com. They're great. They've been We've been with them for several years now. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go when it comes to finding out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different things that Renters Warehouse can do for you and your family by creating extra cash flows, extra buckets of money is always great for long-term wealth, long-term equity. Selling your house, it's a one-time process. That might be for you and it might be good, but it's over after that. You've built all that equity up in that home and then you sell it, boom, gone. But if you rent it out, that is truly how you change your wealth down the road. And Renters Warehouse does all of the hard work for you. Go to renterswarehouse.com. You know, you mentioned Renters Warehouse being our longest running sponsor. I remember uh, at a Titans game one time, I was walking to the stadium wearing a suit and someone's like, hey, are you covering the game? Are you reporting? I'm like, yeah, I work for A to Z Sports. And they go, oh my gosh, I love Renters Warehouse. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I I have a a vivid memory of that from 2018. I'm going to tell you about our friends this morning at BetMGM because they've gotten gotten something very special going on today. Right now, if you use the promo code A to Z100, not the one you see on your screen there, use the promo code A to Z100, and they're going to give you a $1 money line wager that can get you $1,000 if a Braves or a Reds player hits a home run tonight. Now, I'm a Reds fan, and I know, and anybody that watches baseball knows, that Joey Votto is on an absolute tear. He hit two home runs last night against the Braves. So the odds are in your favor that Joey Votto, a future Hall of Famer, or anybody else for that matter, is going to do it again tonight uh, as the Braves take on the Reds again. So use that promo code A to Z100 on the BetMGM app. And a $1 money line wager on whether a Reds or Braves player will hit a home run. If it happens, you're going to get a thousand bucks. Let's say a hundred bucks. Excuse hundred bucks. Yeah. hundred, hundred bucks. Hey, $1 <laughs> for a hundred bucks is still great odds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> so definitely take advantage of that right there uh, with our friends at BetMGM. So we're asking you guys uh, the question right now, what is Mike Vrabel's biggest strength uh, as a head coach? Hey, what's up? Tron Davenport from ESPN. Hanging out on Facebook this morning. What's up, TD? All right, so uh, biggest strength. I want to go back to Derek because Derek says, I think his biggest strength is his ability to connect with his players. Goes a long way towards players wanting to play hard for him and this team. Uh, More biggest strengths. Uh, We'll get to Sean says, um, Sean's has his worst attribute. We will ask that later on. (laughs) Well, I think Teron makes a good point too that – Vrabel understands players because he was one. 
And, and he wasn't just a player. He was a good one. He was a quality player that lasted in the league for a long time. So he knows what works and what doesn't from, from a practice standpoint. I think yeah. that that plays a lot into what, what we've been talking about with his ability to innovate and not be stuck in the 1900s. Yeah, no doubt. Jason says he gets respect from the coaches and the players at a high level. Uh, Nate says Vrabel's best strength, self-sacrifice, when he will cut your piece off for a Super Bowl. <laughs> Lane says he's a player's coach. He knows how they feel during training camp, has their best interests in mind. Um, Robert says his greatest strength is being a player coach. <clears throat> it's also his biggest weakness. Now, I, now that I will is ask, true. I will, ask, I will ask Robert to come back when we ask the question of what area does Vrabel need to improve upon this season, and we'll see what Robert's answer there is. Tall Texan on YouTube says player relatability. Uh, Danny says I think his best attribute is his relationship between him and his team. They respect and listen to him. Um, Dom says his biggest strength is that he always knows his team's weakness. Always. Uh, Louie, he played football, so he knows more stuff. Uh, fair. Uh, team respect, Big Mike. Uh, there from Ron. Luke, what do you think is Mike Vrabel's biggest strength as an NFL head coach as he's going into his fourth season being, being so? I think Mike Vrabel's biggest strength is – like like everyone's saying, his ability to relate to the players. I mean, I, I think it all goes back to this ability to innovate and not be stuck in the past. And at the same time, you know, we see a lot of coaches in the NFL and in football specifically who are the leader of men type, the, the alpha male, we're going to play with toughness and aggressiveness and we're going to be fast, which is what Mike Vrabel is. But what he is good at is preaching that message and standing in front of the team with the, we're going to be fast, we're going to be aggressive, we're going to be tough, hard-nosed, and not being goofy. Like, we see, like, uh, uh, Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, he's goofy. Like, he he preaches a very similar message. I've seen a lot of people call, uh, call him, like, dollar store Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Like, yeah. he preaches a very similar message. Fast, tough, aggressive, we're going to be a team of character, we're not going to get penalties. But he's talking about, like, biting kneecaps off and and it's just a little corny and goofy oh and, he's and, got a little butch jones in him you know what and, i mean it's like and yeah and mike vrabel doesn't have any cheese whiz in him at all no not, not at all and hunter adds that mike vrabel's authentic where i i don't know dan campbell i i, I mean i know dan campbell was the interim head coach for the miami the dolphins out of the titans when they yeah it was right after who was it was it philbin got fired and then they came to Nashville and beat the Titans in Nissan Stadium, uh, or that was LP Field, I think, at the moment. Dan Campbell, with his big shoulders and all, was the interim head coach. So, you know, I, I don't know Dan Campbell, but he feels like it's not authentic. It feels like he's trying too hard. <laughs> and when a head coach tries too hard, people see through that. Yeah, when anybody like, tries too hard, people well, see through that. Like like Teron said, he's doing up-downs in practice. And, like, Teron played college <laughs> ball, like – you know when a coach does that, you're like, I don't know, I don't know about this guy, man. Like, there's a different <laughs> feel of when Mike Vrabel's doing something, you know it's not a shtick. When Dan Campbell and coaches well, like Dan Campbell do something, it feels like a shtick. When Mike participates in practice, it's for the purpose of coaching. Like when we used to see him before a game working with Daquan Jones, where he would put on the pad and work with Daquan Jones, or or when he works with the outside linebackers or any position. It's for coaching. Like he, he is, he, the intent is making them better. Mike Vrabel is not like 
running around catching passes or doing push-ups and sit-ups to try to like, I don't know, get people's attention or like make people excited. It's all for the purpose of coaching. You will do up-downs until Blue is no longer tired or thirsty, to quote <laughs> the great Herman Boone. But anyway, so it's like, it's ridiculous of like, of where Dan Campbell is taking these things. But I think authenticity is a great way to, to talk about Mike Vrabel. He comes across, he, he says what's on his mind, and he doesn't really hold back. And, you know, I, I've, Teron, I've, I'm sorry, I've dropped the ball. I've yet to count the Mike Vrabel F-bombs at practice. <laughs> I just continue to get distracted uh, by that and, and can't keep track of that. And, and, you know, TD brings up the Giants coach is wild too, making players and coaches run laps for mistakes. He's got vets retiring. Like you can, I think you now need two hands to count the players who have retired this training camp from the New York Giants. So Mike Vrabel is bringing guys together where other coaches are making their players be like, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm I don't good. know. Vrabel might have made Kevin Johnson retire. He didn't even get the OTAs, did he? Like, did yeah, Kevin Johnson know. show up to a mandatory anything? I don't think I ever watched him practice. Maybe he never he got to mandatory minicamp because he retired before the Julio Jones trade. So they only had like a couple of OTAs before that happened. Julio Jones showed up to one of the last OTAs. And so I, we never saw Kevin Johnson on the field. And I, I guess Kevin Johnson was in Houston when Vrabel was in Houston too. So there's that some familiarity the, there. The boys club. That, that was always very weird, that whole situation. Yeah, for sure. So my what I think Mike Vrabel's biggest strength is, you know, a lot of you guys have said it, that, that it's – it's him being a former player, but it's not just that. It's deeper than that. It's him being every type of player on the roster. And he talked about this, and I'll always yeah. remember in his introductory press conference, he's been one through 53. Maybe not one because he was with Tom Brady and the Patriots, but he has been the high rookie draft pick. He has been the rookie draft pick who is underperforming. He has been the special teams player. He has been the team captain. He's been a highly paid free agent acquisition. And he has also been a guy who has been traded. The veteran who has been traded away from that team to go to a new team. So he has literally sat in nearly every seat. He's been an offensive player. He's been a defensive player. He can he he's has been in nearly every meeting room. And so he's got the ability. Like I was watching him, and I can't go into detail on it, but this was like early on in camp, maybe the first week in camp, Luke, where they were running drills. It was a wide receiver, DB, goal line, one-on-one -on -one situation. Racing at math, runs a route. And Vrabel, former outside linebacker, pass rusher Vrabel, goes up to Racy and starts helping him through the techniques of what to do at the top of that route. Yeah. Like, how many head coaches are showing their rookie wide receiver and a head coach who played linebacker showing a rookie wide receiver different techniques at the top of the route to create extra separation. Like, like that was yeah. a moment where I was like, well, that was cool to see I, the, I the head that. coach do that. Right. And so it's the ability that he's had to, to relate to every type of player on that roster, whether they're starters, special teamers, bubble guys, or the highly paid free agent or whatever they might be, the team captain that he's got everything uh, the, that he can relate with them. So that's what and I think. And, you know, the words we keep using are, are authentic and genuine. And I think that that those perfectly encapsulate what is happening because there's no there's no cheese whiz behind it. It's not him getting out of his lane and making guys upset or anything like that. 
he no actually doubt. knows what he's talking about. No doubt. No doubt. So um, then TD brings up a good point. Uh, I, I think he's, I don't know if he's responding to somebody on Facebook. He says, what do you make of Wesley Woodyard's comments though? Because that was something, and if I remember back, uh, if maybe it was a couple months ago, Wesley Woodyard went on with J. Martin Ramon on the zone and was talking about how Vrabel overstepped and overruled Dean Pease in the AFC Championship game, and there was an issue there with ego. So Austin, I think that's a great segue into our next topic. Bingo. You're exactly right. So let's go ahead and flip it into that. Where is one area that Mike Vrabel needs to approve upon this season? What's one area that Mike Vrabel needs to approve upon this season? But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. You know, Zach's in Dallas whipping around town in his Hyundai Sonata, uh, making sales calls in Dallas. Wilson County Hyundai, that's where you should turn for your new ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com to see all their great inventory. Uh, In Lebanon, quick trip, I-40, exit 236, just right off the interstate there. It's a great, beautiful drive to Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon. You go check them out. They will make sure that they help you out along the way to find you the right vehicle for you. Not just the right vehicle for their pocketbook or for their books, but the right vehicle for you, your life, whatever it might be. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. We've got a new offer for you from our friends also at BetMGM. Hop on the app today. Use the promo code A2Z100, and you can turn a $1 money line wager into 100 bucks if a Braves or Cincinnati Reds player hits a home run in their game tonight. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and it's reasons, it's deals like these uh, that makes them that. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling prompt support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Here on this Thursday, what is the the biggest uh, – or what? where does Mike Vrabel need to uh, improve as a head coach this season? Luke, I'm going to send you to the comment section to see what people are saying. All right. What is Mike Vrabel's biggest weakness as a coach? Kenston is is very high on Mike Vrabel, apparently. He says nothing, honestly. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Situational decision making. That certainly brings me back to uh, or brings us back to the Cairo Santos play and the, the Brett Kern fake punt, right? We're fake field goal. We've certainly seen a lot of those types of things. Uh, Steven says Vrabel needs to improve his focus on the present because he, he's thinking about Bill Belichick too much. I don't know about that. Oh, that's that's so, like, wh- I mean, how crazy are you, Steven? Are you conspiracy theory that Mike Vrabel's waiting for Belichick to retire to take the Patriots job? This isn't college football where you just take the job because it's a better organization where you can recruit better to the Patriots. It's about yeah. the team that the Patriots have versus the team that the Titans have currently. The Patriots also stink right now, by the yes. way. Titans have a far superior roster. Scoop Richardson, letting his coaches allow them to make mistakes. I'm not entirely sure what that means, Austin. Letting his coaches coach allow them to make mistakes. So maybe uh, maybe Donald adds that Vrabel tends to micromanage. Okay. And I think that's what what, what Wesley Woodyard was, I think, alluding to on J. Mart Ramon a few months ago that Teron brought up today was the micromanaging of trying to go out there and – and overrule and make it his defense or his play call. Cause yeah. Woodyard said that, you know, it was Vrabel that was calling the defensive plays in the AFC title game, not Dean Pease, where Dean Pease was a brilliant 
uh, defensive play caller in game. And now we'll see what Shane Bowen can truly do as a full-time defensive coordinator. It's a good preview of something we're going to talk about tomorrow, Austin. Uh, yeah, definitely. This right, is so, a good well, real quick. This is a good comment from Ryan. Says he's aggressive when it's time to be passive, passive when it's time to be aggressive. I think that's accurate because Vrabel talks all the time about playing fast and aggressive, and then he'll rush three on third and fifteen and play ten yard off coverage on third and four. Like so, that's where I'm going to go. It's we just we start off. <coughs> excuse me. We start off this show by saying that. One of Mike Vrabel's underrated qualities is his innovation in practice and how the Titans practice, which is true. And they spent an hour and a half yesterday going through all these very unique situations to make sure the players know what to do in those situations, whether it was Hail Mary's, uh, the fumble Ruski, uh, Brett Kern taking a safety, uh, Tucker McCann taking a quick snap for a quick punt when they're trying to fake a field goal fake field goals, fake punts, all these things. But it seems like I I need to see Mike Vrabel improve in his decision-making for those situations. Yeah. Like, what were we complaining about the first week of January was that Mike Vrabel punted was the most passive punt that the NFL has had in a long time. What was it? Fourth and two plus territory with that time left on the clock, down one score, and you did not go for that? You punted the football instead of going for that. Like there, and you can go back to Atlanta where he decided to kick to uh, to go up, or he went for it on fourth down instead of going up three scores, which would have ended the game. You brought up the Caro Santos play. Mm-hmm. There were several other situations in the first several weeks of the 2019 season when Mariota was the quarterback, where there were the incorrect decisions in specific in-game situations where Mike Vrabel was struggling with that. So it, it may be the, the going for the, the two-point conversion or the play call in uh, in London a few years ago as well. Like, why would you run a slant to Taewon Taylor? That's a stupid two-point play, Yeah, uh, especially when you got other guys out there. Well, that was, that's Matt LaFleur. That's not Mike Vrabel. Mike, Mike, Vrabel, Vrabel. Mike Vrabel said go for two. My, yes, I'm sure and Matt- then, yeah, so go for two was the correct decision, but the play call was terrible, and you should know – you know, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are in a two-point play, and that was a bad decision there. So I, I want to see him improve on these critical situations. Like You've seen the good in him where when he bled off like four minutes a clock against the Patriots in the playoffs yeah. with that loophole that is no longer there. But I, you can't have these awful – like what was the uh, – there was another situation where he – allowed 30 to 40 seconds to come off the clock in week two against the Colts when the, the in the game where the field caught on fire. You remember that, Luke? The field caught on fire. Yes. Pre-game. Oh, my And then gosh. there was like a fourth down play where he let the, the clock go off for 30 seconds. I remember, like, I'm not a Titans fan, but I was, like, infuriated when that was going on. Yes, was, you're like, what I, are you I, I, for, doing? I think I was sitting next to uh, to Terry McCormick. I was turning to him. I'm like, what in the world is happening down there right now? Just yes. disaster. Yes, and so there's there's situations like that that I, you know, they practiced those situations yesterday. I need the head coach to be better in making those correct decisions in the game. So that's yeah. the one area I would like to see him improve upon this season. So – my weakness, I think the ego stuff, the whole, you know, looks in the mirror when something's going wrong and saying, what well, can't be me because I'm awesome, right? That's the secondary <laughs> problem. 
I have long said that Mike Vrabel's fundamental flaw as a head coach, and I have a column that I wrote about this after that Cairo Santos game. You can find it very easily if you Google it. Mike Vrabel's fundamental flaw is that he doesn't see reality. Instead, he sees an ideal future of how things could be. Take the Cairo Santos kick, for example. Cairo Santos had missed three kicks in a row, and Mike Vrabel brings him out for a 50-plus yarder. Everyone in that stadium knew that Cairo Santos was going to miss that field goal, except Mike Vrabel, who thought in his head, how awesome would it be if after having this terrible game, my man Cairo Santos goes out there and ties it up and redeems himself? That's how Mike Vrabel thinks. I, I don't he, even think it was a tie game. I think it was 14 to 7 at that That's point. right. That's right. It wasn't they even were, a tie the game. They were still going to be down a touchdown. Yeah. So, but, you know, Mike Vrabel looks at that and says, how awesome would it be instead of thinking, but there's no chance that that's going to happen, right? uh, Keeping Marcus Mariota in as long as he did. Everyone knew that Ryan Tannehill needed to be the the, the Titans quarterback, even before that Denver game. But Mike Vrabel, man, we love Marcus. He's such a nice guy. How cool would it be if he gets things turned around? I'll, and that's I, maybe not a great example. Yeah, I think I, the Mariota thing is 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 not where I would agree with that. So, like, the Cairo Central things are right. Because if you remember, Vrabel said after that game, because I think you asked him what well, – yeah. you worded the question phenomenally. It was like, what gave you the thought to put Cairo Santos out again? Because he got asked. Teresa asked him, you know, take us through that decision. And he said, we were very confident that Cairo Santos was going to get the job done. And I said, why were you confident in someone that had already missed three times? And then he said, and Vrabel said something like, well, I asked Cairo if he can make the pick. Here's what I remember exactly what he said. He said, we have confidence that our guys can get their mistakes corrected. And that's it. That is his thing, is he thinks that everything is an ideal future where the mistakes get corrected. And, and, and that's why so often he, it takes him so long to make lineup decisions. You know, when someone needs to be benched who stinks, and they won't have that problem this year because the roster's so good and so deep. But in the past, when they'd have, you know, Jonathan Joseph out there at corner or, or some of these guys who aren't any good – he would refuse to go to the younger player or to the backup player because, well, they might turn it around. They've got this potential in them, but the potential was never being reached. And so long story short, Mike Vrabel's fundamental flaw as a head coach, go read the column I wrote two years ago. Mike Vrabel's fundamental flaw is uh, that he sees ideal future. He doesn't see reality. I think that's, I think that's a really good uh, comment there. Now, Caleb says uh, that Mike Vrabel's dance moves is what he wants to see him improve upon this year. And, you know, I don't know what you guys can make your own decision on that. You just just had that loaded up and ready to go. Of course. Why wouldn't I? (laughs) You, you know what else I have loaded up and ready to go that's a, that's a great clip? It's time for Carolina football. So get the f- out of your seats. Spurs up. So look, you just, you just <laughs> have all of these things that we have prepared on a moment's time when you got to have it. When you know, when somebody gives you a moment that says that Mike Vrabel needs to improve his dance moves, you got to be able to pull up Juvenile and Mike Vrabel going to the club. So shout out to Emily Proud for that first video. Uh, Donald Donald says, 
whoever took that video is getting cussed out by that, Rabel. That would be Emily Proud from Emily Proud, And then I will gladly take the credit for the juvenile edit on that one as well. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get to <laughs> Brian. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, man, that, that would also be a good drop that we could have available for us. Anyway, let's move on to our next discussion here, Luke. How we feel about how the Titans are handling Julio Jones. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends over at Mandu, Mandu.com. I made the great decision of going to get Mandu workout right before that practice with like 104 degree heat index, mandu.com. That is where you need to go to achieve your fitness goals. How can they help you achieve your fitness goals? For one, you're not skipping leg day. If you truly want to achieve your fitness goals, you got to do leg day. Sorry, but that's what you have to do. Two, it's a 15 minute workout of full body electronic muscle stimulation that simulates five plus hours in the weight room. So you're saving so much time. You're also three, not putting your body through a bunch of stress by putting stress in your joints, by lifting heavy weights and putting your skeletal muscle through anything. You're putting all that stress on your muscle and your muscle only to build that strength. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. And our friends at BetMGM have a great offer in store for you today. Go get the app, get on the website, and use the promo code A to Z100. Now, it's not the one you see on your screen. They're a different code, A to Z100. And what you're going to get with that is if you put $1 on a money line for a Braves or Reds player to hit a home run tonight in that game that they're going to play tonight, you can turn that $1 into 100 bucks. Use that promo code A to Z100 on BetMGM, the king of sports books. A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. Still got the magic bucket to come up. But so Julio Jones was out there visible at practice yesterday, Luke. Uh, he did not go through any practice. And we have not seen Julio Jones practicing in over a week. Uh, Bobby says, I'm concerned. I know he hasn't really practiced in like two years, but he's on a new team now and a new quarterback, it's not like season eight or nine with Matty Ice anymore. Josh says Julio is a vet. Vrabel knows what it's like to be a vet. He's going to make sure he's ready to not take unnecessary risks. Luke, how do you feel about how the Titans are handling Julio Jones? Uh, the last time we really saw him practice, he went up to try to catch a pass from Ryan Tannehill in the end zone. He dropped that pass, fell somewhat awkwardly, got up yeah. a little gingerly, Went, stood on the sideline, on the defensive sideline, waited that period was over, and then went inside, and we have not seen him practice since. I believe that was uh, Monday, August 2nd, and it's August 12th today, and we have yet to see Julio Jones back out there. How do you feel about uh, the way they're handling him? I am more worried of an asteroid coming through this window over here and hitting me than I am about – how the Titans are handling Julio Jones. This is such a small deal. They're absolutely taking the right approach here. Julio Jones is a veteran player. He's one of the best human beings to ever put on a helmet and play the wide receiver position. He doesn't really need practice. He got, he got practice, right, the first week or so. So it's not like he hadn't been out there at all. But this is a guy who needs his explosiveness. He needs everything in his body working the right way. And they're absolutely taking the right pro approach in, in not putting him out there every single day because you just don't need to. And everybody's wondering, like, you know, Hunter is saying he's, that he's concerned that there's an undisclosed injury. Uh, Tony there's says, not. There, there's Tony not. Says, 
If he's hurt, there's no sense of rushing him back. Look, is he? It, does he have some type of thing? Like something happened in that play where he fell weird and didn't feel comfortable getting up. Same thing happened to AJ Brown a couple days ago. I believe this was what Tuesday, and my days mixed up. Tuesday, AJ Brown came back and practiced for the first time after having a couple days off, and he was going through practice. He landed funny. He came up. It was uncomfortable. Something was bothering him. We didn't know what it was. And so we didn't see AJ do anything yesterday during their situational walkthroughs. But again, like the way Mike Vrabel handles these things is you shouldn't assume that there's an injury. It could just be that they don't care to get Julio Jones work and steps and miles of running in practice on August 10th, 11th, 12th. But there is something to him being on the same page with Ryan Tannehill. Because Ryan Tannehill was working with Corey Davis that first year that Tannehill came in and replaced Mariota. He was on the same page with A.J. Brown, Anthony Ferkser, Khalif Raymond, but not necessarily Corey Davis. It took them a decent amount of time for Tannehill and Corey Davis to get going. And last year they had a great year together. Julio Jones, like what's that time going to be like that he's missing a bulk of training camp practice where they can't go through the motions of the play. They might be working in meeting rooms together to get on the same page, but there is a difference in being able to go out there and run those routes and feel the speed and the explosiveness that Julio has and for Tannehill to get that timing down. You know, as we were talking earlier this morning, planning out the show, you you asked me, you said, at what point would you be concerned? I said, week one, that's when I'm going to be concerned about the handling of Julio Jones. If he's not out there week one, if he's, you know, no participant in practice with some kind of injury designation when those official injury reports come out, then I'll be concerned. But until then, I, I think this is just a non-story. Maybe he got hurt. Maybe he did it. They're just going to be very careful. Maybe it was just an alarm, right? Maybe that play happened and he, you know, hurt his ankle the same way, you know, I hurt my ankle if I take a wrong step at Walmart or something. I don't know. <laughs> and that got them to think a little bit and say, well, you know, something bad could happen. Uh, let's just take him out. I'm too freaked out about this. That that very well may be what happened. If he's not out there week one, they'll have a problem on their hands. But until then, I mean, it's not like he was going to play in the preseason anyway. No, no. It's just, you, you know, you'd kind of want to see more of just Julio catching passes from Tannehill. Now, here's, here's what I am interested to watch. I wonder if he'll do anything in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, would would are they saving him for the practices in Tampa? I, perhaps. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Hunter said, is there anything about A.J. Brown's cryptic Instagram story? Any word on him? So I, what did I do? I pulled up A.J. Brown's I was Instagram wondering what you were story. doing on your phone there. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's posted a couple stories. I mean, I don't think there's anything to what's that. The, I mean, what's the report? Uh, I'll so, pull it up myself. Uh, one of the, He's got four stories that he's posted. One of them is yesterday. It was a picture of him in his shades and his hat and his jersey from yesterday. Uh, God, I thank you in advance. The next one is from yesterday too. I'm right where God want me to be. Him shirtless on that bike. <laughs> and then uh, an hour ago, just a picture with him with no caption. And then the most recent one from the, an hour ago, the, God is greater than your situation. I, yeah, just, I just looked at him. I just looked at him myself. Those are not cryptic. I think it's just AJ being AJ and posting what he posts on, 
on Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so you got several people asking, when is that joint practice uh, in Tampa? Luke, travel day for you is Tuesday, right? You're, That's right. You and Buck are jumping on a Buck. plane. Yeah, you and sit, Buck are jumping on a plane. We're going to sit next to each other and eat Cheez-Its on the way there. Yeah, some pretzels, all that good stuff on the way down to Tampa. So Tuesday is when you guys travel. The first practice is Wednesday, and they also practice on Thursday. So Luke and I will do the show. Here's a little early note for you guys. You know, it's it's a week a, a away, but next Wednesday and Thursday, our morning show will be later after practice. So they practice. I got my calendar here just for some housekeeping notes since you guys asked. They practice. They will be done with practice at 11 a.m. Uh, our time, and so we'll, our show will be around noon uh, those two days for Luke to go to practice and then jump on with me and basically report what he saw at practice and all that. So that'll be fun. So next Wednesday and Thursday, the 8 a.m. show will be closer to noon. Uh, so Luke will be in Tampa watching those practice, which. I know we've got to be excited for, and you've got to be excited oh, yeah. for to, to travel uh, and then go uh, see what they look like against uh, the Bucks, this defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah, every time I've watched Tom Brady in the past, um, I, I thought it would be my last time. I thought it would be my last time when New England played here my first year on the beat in 2018. I thought in 2019 when the Patriots did joint practices here that that would be my last time watching Tom Brady. And now I get another chance. So so I'm really looking forward to that, but but also looking forward to, and, and we'll get more into this next week, but just an early preview of, of how I'm looking at this. You know, I was talking to a buddy last week and he said, you know, what's it going to take to stop this Titans offense? I said, well, I think it's going to take a defense that gets outstanding linebacker play. Yeah. And the Bucs have the best linebacking core in the NFL. I'm just so excited to watch Devin White, who's one of my favorite players in the league, and Levante David. Uh, so, so more on that to come, but but this is a defense that is built to to take care of this Titans offense, and so it'll be fun to watch those two units go back and forth. Yeah, uh, Jared says he's in Tampa. Is that available to go to? I I, I want to say that the Bucks actually do have practices available to the public because um, the the reason why the Titan the the official reason why the Titans don't have fans in, at practice is because of the construction with the facility. I believe the the Bucks have practices open to the public. I don't know anything about that logistically, uh, but Luke will be down there Wednesday, Thursdays when they practice uh, there too. Yeah, I'm actually reading an article on the Bucks a team team website from their version of Jim Wyatt, and it looks like uh, the practices will have fans, but they will be stadium club and season pass members only. So not public, but just fans. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick note to wrap up this. I did see a comment too. Uh, Larry says, <clears throat> I did see a pic of AJ trying to shake Paul Kaharski's hand. I'm guessing apologizing. Classy man. So <clears throat> Joe Rexroad snapped the screenshot of AJ with the outreach hand to Paul. And the timing of it makes it look like Paul was not accepting that handshake, which I'm sure Paul did. Unless he said COVID or something funny like that. But no, uh, we were walking into practice yesterday and we walked by AJ on that bike. And Paul asked, you know, AJ, hey, can we talk later? And AJ said, yeah, I had a huge smile on his face. And he just said, 
ain't no bad blood, Paul. Ain't no bad blood. Paul. It was funny. It was very funny, very authentic. So uh, I, I left practice yesterday before they had their little moment. Uh, but I'm sure everything is smoothed over and nobody necessarily uh, is hanging on to that one. So, uh, yeah. So let's move on to this discussion, Luke. Uh, because of the Julio Jones situation and because of other injury situations the Titans have had in the past, I want to ask you guys, what is your confidence level in the Titans' handling of injuries? And we'll just place it at a 1 through 10. What's your confidence level in the Titans' handling of injuries? But first, let me tell you about our friends. Uh, to get new hardwood floors, you should go to CalvinAndSettle.com. CalvinAndSettle.com is where to go. They're phone number 615-448-6414. They've got great quality product. They also do a great job of efficiency and getting in and out of your home to make sure the job is done. Zach always talks about the different styles of hardwood floors. Luke, uh, you're not at Zach's house right now, but no. maybe maybe uh, next week when you're at Zach's house for a show, we'll have to get you get, – I don't know if the hardwood floor samples are sitting around the table there <laughs> or not, but the Calvin and Subtle samples are always fun to watch Zach sell those. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go. And I'm going to tell you again about our friends at BetMGM because they've got a special deal going on for you all today. If you use the promo code A to Z100, again, not the one you see on your screen there, A to Z100, and you put $1 on the money line for the Reds-Braves game tonight that a player from either team will hit a home run, if that happens, you're going to turn that $1 into $100. And like I said at the beginning of the show, with the tear that Joey Votto is on for the Reds, Odds are it's going to happen. So $1 becomes $100 with that promo code A to Z100 if a red or brave player hits a home run tonight. All right. All right. So what's the uh, what's your confidence level in the Titans' handling of injuries 1 through 10? Because, look, they've got some good handlings. They, they have some – they did not mm. go so well. Josh says 8. Donald says 8. Uh I'm not going to try to pronounce that on YouTube. It's a seven. Aaron's, <laughs> Aaron says 10. Louis says 8.8. Tony with an eight. Deborah with a nine. Trevor with a nine. Uh, Steven says 10. Can't risk it. Jared says six. Uh, Jarvis says nine. Aaron says 7.5. Ryan says nine. They are extremely careful, sometimes too careful. Omar says eight. So confidence level in the Titans handling of injuries. Jason says 10 on handling injuries, four on reporting the injuries. I'll stop there because – that's the thing is they handle these injuries with ultimate precaution, but they don't tell anybody anything about it. Yeah. I'm really struggling with this one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to do a 0.5. I know it's a bit of a cop out, but I'm somewhere between a six and a seven. So oh, I'm going to say oh, 6.5. Oh, I thought you were going to say like actually 0.5. I was like, no, Oh my gosh. No, six six point five is where I'm going to go with yeah, this. You can use decimals. You can go, okay, you, don't have, okay. yeah, you can go wherever you want. Because like, on one hand, I like the caution. I like the fact that they don't rush people back. I like the fact that, you know, they, they, they like with the Julio thing, right? They're not going to ask too much of him. But at the same time, a few things have happened. They have rushed guys back. We were talking about Jack Conklin before the show started. Dory Jackson was a total debacle in 2020, that whole situation. And so there's these examples of them botching it. And then on the one hand, there's also examples of them taking entirely too long with this and drudging things out and not realizing that certain players need to try to play, perhaps even not when they're 100%. So that, that goes both ways. And I also, like, here's what I do and don't appreciate 
about the way that Mike Vrabel handles injuries with the media. I appreciate that he doesn't give timelines because I think that's tough on the player. And when you give a timeline of, you know, seven weeks and they come back in nine weeks, right? The, well, the player was, was not rehabbing hard enough or was too yeah. slow or whatever. That's It yeah. sets the player up to fail. Right. But I don't like that, that we can't hear anything. The fact that it took, let's see, Ty Sambrilo hurt himself probably eight to ten months ago. And we found out on Monday what that injury was from well, Ty Sambrilo. It, and it was, was it? actually really funny. Uh, Terry McCormick asked him, how's the knee? And he said it was my ankle. And we all kind of thought for a second, it's like, oh, Terry didn't know what the injury was. And they were like, wait a second. None of us knew what the injury was. <laughs> and so we, we finally found out what happened to Ty Sambrilo. What was it? It's just an ankle? Foot, ankle, something. I broke, I don't know. But it wasn't a knee. It wasn't an ACL, which we all kind of assumed it was. And I don't like that because at that point, you move past the level of um, hurting the player and, and defending your player, and you enter the territory of confusing the media. And, and I know I'm biased because I am a media member, but I would have to think that having a confused media, does like, like with the Shane Bowen stuff last year, no one knew who was calling the plays, a confused media does not benefit the team in no, any way. I totally agree. I'm, I am pro-injury transparency. Like, yeah, you don't have to tell me everything. I just want to be able to treat the player with fairness. Like, you yeah. know, like, you know, like, always... like with Julio, for example, I, I don't love that, that, you know, we don't know, you know, he could have come out and said, you know, something happened to his ankle. We're going to continue to monitor it. We don't think it's anything serious. Boom. You've avoided a timetable. You've defended your player and the confusion is gone. Right. Josh Reynolds, and, Josh Reynolds this week is a great example of, and, and and, and, you know, one of the reasons with the Koharski thing where he's he's posting that video and saying Josh Reynolds looks slow is we don't know what's wrong with Josh Reynolds. No idea. And he could have had an ear we, infection for all we, we know. Yeah, and if we ask anybody about Josh Reynolds' injury, we're going to get, well, we're not here to talk about injuries. But like, like, And I always go back to this point, Luke, and I don't know if you remember this or not because it, at this point it was a while ago. Derek Mason, Vanderbilt Derek Mason's first game as Vandy head coach was against Temple. It was a disaster. It was similar to the Miami Dolphins game because it was rain-delayed like twice. It was a Thursday night against Temple, and they got destroyed by Temple like 30-7. to And uh, P.J. Walker, you know, superstar in the XFL, was actually on that team, that Temple team. But Derek Mason changed his starting quarterback after the first quarter. And he was asked, why did he change the starting quarterback? And he didn't give an answer. And so then, all of a sudden, we're starting to think that the starting quarterback got benched. Yeah. But we, but what we didn't know is the starting quarterback had to go in concussion protocol. It's a problem. And so if, problem. All, if all he had to do was say, yeah, uh, Patton had to go into concussion protocol. Then we say, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's a story. It is not a story anymore. And so, but he created a mess, just like Vrabel last year created a mess about the defensive coordinator position. Yeah. It's that if you just are transparent and you're truthful, then you don't have to like create something out of nothing. Yeah. And I think Teron makes a good point. You know, when I said that a confused media is not good for the team, it's not that, you know, we need to know so that we can be the end all be all. It's for the fans. Because, because if the media is confused, then the fans are 
perhaps more confused. Because then we get asked questions by you guys, the fans, and say, you know, so what's going on with Julio's injury? And we're like, well, we don't know if it's an injury. And so now we start to speculate on what we saw because we saw Julio looking uncomfortable like he did something awkward at the end of that play. But I, I don't know what it is. Like, all I can say is that I saw he looked uncomfortable. And that's about it. And we haven't seen him take a snap or do any type of drill since then. And it's been 10 days. So it's just like a, just be a, give us a little transparency. So it cuts out the speculation. Yeah. And so my, my confidence level in the Titans handling injuries, I'm at, a, you, what'd you say? 6.5? Yes. Like I, I'm at a seven. I think more often than not, they do things the right way for the player. It's the communication that I have an issue with. Yeah. But then there's there are the examples of Jack Conklin getting rushed back. That was Mike Vrabel's first year. So did he make a mistake as a first-year head coach? Potentially. Did he learn from it? You'd think so. The Adoree Jackson situation was just confusion all around. It was a debacle. It was a complete Because they disaster. designated him to return, which means he had 21 days to get back to the roster. And something happened during that 21-day window when he was removed from IR that extended the injury, but we had no idea. We had no idea. Does the media take questions from fans? That's kind of what we're doing right now, buddy. We answered, we just answered a question from the fan. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that that's, that's how I feel about it. So I'm at a seven, like more often than not, they do a good job, but sometimes there's, there's the lack of communication, the lack of transparency causes, um, you know, unnecessary speculation. That's mm-hmm. how I'll wrap it up. Yep. All right, Luke, you ready? Oh, man. Like my chest is, my heart's pounding right now. Oh, man. Luke's nervous for his first Magic I just don't want to eat it. Like, I, I will do any, Here, here's my thing with the Magic Bucket. I will do anything to make myself look foolish. I don't care about that. I don't want something that is going to be like some prolonged deal. Like, I don't want to have to eat a cheese it pizza for lunch. All right, Luke's first magic bucket coming up. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Make sure you know who to go to and who to turn uh, to when that injury happens in life. Uh, Trust the folks at the Bone & Joint Institute, over a dozen doctors who specialize in literally anything that can go wrong. They've got foot specialists, ankle specialists who we talked to last week. Uh, They've got the spine, the knees, the shoulders, the whatever it might be. They've got you covered. Boneandjointtn.org. And tonight, our friends at BetMGM have a great deal for you. If you use the promo code A2Z100 and you put $1 on the money line for the Reds-Braves game that one player from either team will hit a home run, if it happens, you're going to turn that $1 into $100. Again, that promo code is A to Z 100, and you're going to use it on BetMGM, the king of sports books. All right, here we go. I got the magic bucket right here. I, f- I feel a little bit disadvantaged. Now, I guess Zach typically does not have the bucket, but I, I have I, no control over this. You yeah. draw for both of us. I have the bucket. Oh, another good one from Al. Uh, the Ryan Suckup injury situation uh, oh, was also gosh. not handled very I well. I don't know how I forgot about that. That one was yes. worse than a Dory. All right. I'm going to pull for me first. Okay. Just to make Luke wait longer. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. This is fun. 
All right, so we all get to do this. I, we get to log on to BetMGM and place a $10 bet of the chat's choice. It must be plus money. So um, just think about And People are asking, where's the sticker? It's technically Zach's sticker week. I'm not going to use up one of my stickers to make me run out of stickers earlier because Zach's not here. So that's where the sticker is. It's Zach's week. I'm not going to just unnecessarily run through my stickers uh, for that. So um, BetMGM app, I'll pull it up. So $10 bet on the chat's choice. That has to be plus money. Do you guys want to do like a, a Titans um, a Titans prop or something? That would be fun. Uh, do they have pro? I wonder. Do they have props for like X player plays in the preseason game? Uh, I mean, Lucas says the Titans win preseason game versus Atlanta. I'll go look at that here in a second because I think that would be fun. The Titans are uh, the Titans are actually plus one at BetMGM against the Falcons. Now it's not plus money, so this has to be. This has to be plus money. Um, this so and Bobby says stickers like two dollars. I think you can splurge for a few. No, it's not the money that I'm trying to save. It's the creativity that I'm trying to save and not using my stickers. All right. So, um, right. Ty says take the Falcons money line parlayed with the under. Okay. I don't think I can do a one game parlay in the preseason. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot, I cannot do a one game parlay with the preseason. Um, so we could do, we could look up some Titans props that I think would be more fun. Let's see what we can come up here with. Uh, specials. Sorry, my internet's being slow. While while I wait for this to load, I will go ahead and all right, here we go. It loaded. Um trying to go to these player props. Sorry, is this is riveting, I'm sure, my <laughs> video right now. Um, so Titans Super Bowl is plus two thousand. Um why is it not giving me the oh, I'm not on my Wi-Fi. That would probably have something to do with it. All right. Let's figure this out. What should I do here? I need some help with you guys giving me ideas for this. This is an oddly specific one from Orlando. Yeah, I don't even know how to do that. Okay. I mean, Billy we could just Titans. that that this one's very simple. Titans win the game. Yeah, but it's not plus money. Oh, <clears throat> uh, how do you like? How do they even set a line for the preseason? It's so unpredictable. Yeah, I don't know. That has nothing to do with talent. I'm having a hard time. Why am I having a hard time with this? I think it's because I haven't used the BetMGM app for football season yet. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. You know, like it's funny that I just haven't done that. So. Uh, let's see if I can, I can't parlay these together. Dang it. This is not very good, good video. (laughs) This, 
gonna say at this rate, no one, no one's still gonna be here when I do I, my, I my magic bucket. I, I know, we're gonna, gonna have get a laugh. All right, I, I'm, we're gonna figure this out after the show. It's just taking too long. Uh, right, Tysha's Texans to win the division. That that that's not fair. <laughs> well, that it will be plus money though. He is right about that. Oh man, this is good. Oh, were, all right, Luke. I, nobody's had this yet. So for tomorrow morning's show, you have to gel your hair straight down for tomorrow's show. Like okay. forward, just straight down. Okay. With gel. So okay. do, you, do you use hair product? I have hair product, yes. Do you use it? Yes. Okay. So you'll have to just gel your hair straight down. Fantastic. I can Sounds live with that. Like, like I said. I can handle looking goofy. I, I I just don't want the whole inconvenience. I would rather look goofy than be inconvenienced, really, is my thing. Yeah. How about this? How about this prop? Uh, the Titans, Bills, and Cowboys to all win in this preseason, this this preseason week. How about that? It's plus 625. That sounds good. I like that. The Titans, Bills, and Cowboys to all win this week in the preseason, plus 625. I put ten dollars. Everybody, everybody feel good about that? All right, that's what's going to be. Titans, Bills, Cowboys. Ten dollars to win seventy two point five. I will take that right there on the BetMGM app. All right, go Titans, Bills, and Cowboys. That'd be a nice little win if I get seventy bucks out of you know doing nothing right there. Sounds good to me. So, all right, guys, great Thursday show. Glad you guys were a part of it tomorrow morning. We've already got tomorrow morning's show planned. Oh, Luke's yeah. going to have his hair gelled, looking like a dork. Uh, and then we've already got all of our topics figured out. So we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Friday. Looking forward to it. Have a good one. Thanks.